What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. And today we are actually recording this on October 18th. And this is going to go live well after this series between (laughs) the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros is over. But as we record this, the Houston Astros are 0-2. Ergo, I decided Kyle Bierman was not allowed onto the show because I don't want to listen to him. So instead, (laughs) I decided, hey, what we haven't talked about in a long time is church planting. And so I thought to myself, self, find the leading church planting expert in Texas, the greatest state in the republic, and ask him to come onto the show. And Aaron Clayton was unavailable. And so we're stuck with Jason Crandall. Jason, welcome to the show. Jason, how are you doing, my brother? And just, hey, introduce yourself, who you is, a little bit about your family, and maybe what your title is, what you do there with church planting here in the great republic of Whataburger. <laughs> yes. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I... Uh, I am a, a Texas resident. I have now lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else. I'm originally from Michigan. I didn't get here as fast as I can, but I'm really glad I got here now. Yeah. Uh, I have, uh, let's see, I live in Pearland, Texas, which is the bedroom community for uh, the Houston Medical Center. I planted a church here nine years ago called City View Church. Uh, still get to still get to help lead that church um, today. Uh, I have a lovely wife, Allison, who's an Aggie. Um, and then I've got three Texan kids, uh, Jason Crandall Jr. Uh, we call him Drew, though. That was <laughs> the deal. If I got a junior, then we had to go by his middle name. So uh, Drew, uh, he's 15, learning to drive. Um, and number two in his, uh, in his high school class, his sophomore class, uh, Blaze Owen Crandall. Uh, is 12, uh, a green belt in karate and uh, being being promoted soon. And then Judson Lewis Crandall, he is 10 and, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's trying to look like David Beckham both on the field and off. So uh, we are uh, and, and then I'm I'm the Send Network. I'm the Send Network church planting leader for Texas. So that's my title, uh, which means I I get to work with church planning all throughout the state. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sad that, uh, uh, Aaron Clayton couldn't be here, but I'm glad I get to fill in for him today. Well, I will, I will have to add your, your son is number two in their class. All four of my girls are number one. Oh, well you win. Yeah. One out of one in each of their classes because (laughs) they're homeschooled, but still. Uh, they're both first and last in they're class. both last in the class and first uh but anyway if you are called to ministry then you are called to prepare and at southwestern seminary you will be equipped to serve the lord in any context including a bedroom community for houston from fat pastoring a church to serving on the mission field or in this case church planting on campus you will find knowledgeable professors with decades of experience in their fields And in the surrounding area, you will find a multitude of opportunities to serve the Lord in the community. And the best way to discover if Southwestern is right for you is to come and see for yourself. Visit swibbits.edu and find out more about a great college. And because of the cooperative program, it's actually very affordable for you 
to attend. So Jason, thank you for coming on. Uh, maybe by the time this goes live, uh, the Astros will be in the World Series. That'd be you amazing. Know. That'd be amazing. That would be Let's wonderful. Go. I mentioned a moment ago in the uh, the ad copy about the cooperative program. Uh, we've talked a lot on this show about the cooperative program and on the Potluck podcast, a lot of times about you know the levels of cooperation that we have. I'm an associational missionary. Uh, you know, Kyle works with Nam, my co-host, and then we've got two pastors on the Potluck podcast uh, that are very active in the state and the local associations where they live in Alabama and North Carolina. And so we've talked a lot about that. And so the cooperative program, of course, on the seminary side, uh, you know, you get to go and get a world-class education uh, for half. And it's already cheaper than many other institutions and infinitely better. I'm just saying. And the best one is in Fort Worth. Uh, because it's in Texas, just by virtue. I'm a receiver. Yeah, you know. But so we've talked about that. Also, when you give your your tithe to First Baptist wherever, most churches, you know, maybe five percent, ten percent, fifteen percent. Mayhill was fifteen. Uh, I think First Farmersville is a flat ten. Many churches are somewhere in there. And so a a dime or fifteen cents or five cents or whatever, every dollar goes to your state. Your states then have different, uh, you know, percentages. Some of them, you know, range around 50%. I think the SBTC, I remember, is like 53 or 55. It's somewhere in I there. Think it's, I think it's 55. I think it's 55%. Yeah, North Carolina is right up there, if not right above that. And so there's several states have at least, you know, usually a 50-50 split. Some more, some less. Well, when they get that check, it obviously funds some of the ministries that those states have on a state level, usually like college ministries, sometimes colleges themselves, uh, the different church planting catalysts that they may have, or in the case of SBTC, also church revitalization gurus, all of that. And so we're big mm-hmm. fans of Anthony Swada, uh, the BGC mm-hmm. also have Jonathan Smith. And so there's all of that kind of stuff that happens in the state. But those state conventions then send a portion of that money, not to the cooperative program, program, but through the cooperative program. But they do send a check to Nashville, and that check then is distributed between the International Mission Board, that's our global missions and so forth, the North American Mission Board, that's church planting, our six seminaries, a little bit to the ERLC, WMU, some of that kind of stuff, also send uh, relief. And so we've talked a little bit about that. And I thought it'd be great to talk through church planting in general, because that's the one that probably all of us in our churches are going to be closest to, because Mm. all of us are going to be near a church plant, uh, maybe hear of church plants in our association. Uh, I know like somebody like myself with the association that we're in, Collin County, this is one of the fastest growing counties in the country. And as it stands today, we don't have the churches that we needed like 20, 30 years ago. There weren't right. the churches that we have now, even going back 20, 30 years, it wasn't enough then. So it's certainly not yeah. enough now. We haven't caught up with the growth. And so that was one of my first orders of business is let's get, you know, let's get our guys together so that we can start talking church planting and less talking, more doing church planting. Mm. And so that's why I thought let's bring on somebody like Jason Crandall to talk through when you give your check, your monthly, your weekly, your whatever tied to your church, and it then goes to the state, then to the national entity and so forth. This is what happens next. 
And so that's what mm. we're going to talk about today. And so, Jason, thank you for being on. Love hearing about your kiddos. And uh, I've gotten to see you quite a bit over the last uh, couple of years in my role here through church planting assessments. And we were talking before we came on about in the last 30 days, I've gotten to have a literal front row seat to the training of trainers when I was trained and certified or what I got a certificate in everything. Yeah. Be yeah. a trainer for uh, the, the trainings that we do for church planning. I've gotten to be an assessment uh, guy with communication or this recently as an assessor coach. Uh, and then I got to go to Ascend Network Gathering here in Fort Worth and hang out with you for a couple of days. And so mm. we see each other a lot. And I just was missing you. So I thought, let's bring you on the show uh, and make it like three weeks in a row that we get to hang out. So let's talk. I love it. Somebody gives their check. It goes to the state. It goes to Nashville. And then it goes to NAM. Kevin Azell walks to you know First National Bank, checks it, cashes it. Now what? What's next? Before we get into that, let, let me just say how much I love the cooperative program real quick. I I, I grew up in uh, Detroit, Michigan, independent Baptist church, great church, loved me, loved our family well. Um, but we would always see these missionaries coming on deputation. And I don't know if everybody knows that word, but deputation is you're going, you're, you're going church to church trying to raise money to get on the mission field. And I always felt like that was a little silly. Uh, and I didn't know anything about Southern Baptist world. But as soon as I found out about Southern Baptist World and I heard about the cooperative program, I said, that, that's for me, that, that we could come together as a group of churches focused on mission uh, for the sake of, of ministry and gospel saturation throughout the United States and the world. Uh, I just thought, man, th this is what matters. We need to see kingdom advance. Uh, this is amazing. So I'm a, first of all, huge fan of the cooperative program, not only because I'm employed by uh, NAM, but uh, also because, uh, you know, we've, we've just seen the, the power of it. Yeah. Um, so, so Kevin uh, goes to the, goes to the bank and cashes this, this said check or puts it in the bank and, uh, and, and it, and it gets distributed. And, and this, this funding goes um, to help catalyze church planting throughout the, the country, um, throughout North America, Canada, uh, United States. And, uh, and we get a small portion of it here in Texas. Um, and we get the opportunity to see, uh, to see churches planted. So what, what does that mean? It means that we work with, um, with the local church. We work through the local church. We, I always say we come alongside the local church to help them plant churches that they want to plant. Uh, and, and so, uh, that, that money goes to training, it goes to uh, assessment, it goes to coaching, uh, it goes to the care elements of, of the, the larger system of church planting uh, throughout our state. Awesome. And so I'm the pastor of First Baptist Wherever, and I've got a you know young man uh, maybe he's been teaching Sunday school for a while and you know one Sunday, I'm preaching about, you know, the need to, you know, make disciples here, there, and everywhere. And and then I take a moment in the invitation to essentially uh make a plea for uh people to surrender to the ministry. You know, we uh when when mm. I grew up, that was the norm. And we've yeah. we've talked about this before on on the episode. When I grew up, that was like part of the invitation. If you want to give mm. your life to Christ, you need prayer, or you feel called to the ministry and want to serve the Lord 
as a missionary or whatever, come forward. And we've kind of moved away from that. That's a topic for another day. But anyway, <laughs> you do that. And this young man comes forward and feels called and shares with you that I think God is calling me to be a church planter. And let's just say this guy's name is Joe. What is the pastor's next step at that point? Uh, so Joe, Joe's thinking about planting. Um, that, that's a big deal. One of the first calls, I, I, one of the first things I'd love them to do is talk to somebody like me. We're called field missionaries, church planting catalysts, uh, to, in order to kind of start to figure out, all right, where is he? What does his development need to look like? Um, and be, because everybody is kind of, uh, is a little different in the way that they need to proceed through the process. And we want to make sure that our planters are, uh, are, are, are getting some good stuff in there. Um, one of the things that we can do is, uh, we, we have the opportunity to kind of set up these, these, you know, they're called residencies at our church. We kind of call them a missional pathway that will lead to a church planning residency, um, and and we have some experts uh, who work kind of in our region who can help every church set up this kind of a residency, um, you know, an online kind of here's here's stuff to teach. You may not know exactly what to teach as a as a, you know, pastor of a first Baptist or, uh, you know, faith Baptist or whatever uh, that you're not going to know what to teach. Here's some stuff to teach. And then we would love to pair you with someone who, you know, might be a church planter already or that catalyst to help you figure out here, here's some stuff that needs to be caught. So there's, you know, when, whenever I think residency or work towards church planning, there's stuff that's taught, there's stuff that's caught and uh, want to make sure that um, our potential planters get that. Once they kind of get, you know, some level of understanding. Um, uh, oh, let me go back. Let me go back. Even before that. The, the, this young man who wants to plant a church, um, one of the things that I, I challenge guys to do is, is is learn and pray. So I want you. I'm going to give you some some books to read and and a book for your wife to read. Just some stuff to look at so you can kind of get a feel for what this is all about. And then um, I I always challenge guys if they're considering this call to to spend a significant amount of time. I usually suggest about six weeks. Uh, to, to pray uh, about it and bring in other people, um, mentors, leaders in your life uh, that that can that will pray with you about this same thing. Because church planning uh, is is the best thing I've ever done, and it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And when you, um, you know, when you're walking through those hard moments. Sometimes I call it the fog. When you're walking through the fog of why is this going the way it is? I don't understand it. You you need something behind you um, that where you know you're called to it, you, where this affirmation confirmation has come through in your own prayer life and through uh, you know the, the counsel of godly other men and women uh, to to speak into your life there. So uh, you know be, even before the talk caught piece some prayer time, some preparation, some, some thinking through that time. Um, then the caught taught piece, then, uh, you know, th then you kind of start walking the road towards assessment. Um, and, and that assessment is, uh, it, you know, is, is an amazing process. And I'm super thankful for that. Um, it is I've been babbling. Hard. So is that, is that what you need? Yeah. yeah that, that's a hundred percent what I need. And so, uh, kind of that gets us up to or, or getting towards the assessment process. 
And so kind of let's let's talk through that a little bit. So uh, Joe uh, has has stepped forward at the you know at the at the church and s- surrendered to ministry. That's been confirmed. Maybe even already got a license for gospel ministry. Begun to maybe preach a few times at church and and gets those books and he's reading what you've recommended. Maybe along with the pastor and talking through this, processing that. Uh, getting coffee with you occasionally. You probably connect him to another church planter in the area. They start dreaming together, thinking about it. Maybe even start thinking through some locations right across the street from First Baptist, wherever. That's usually the 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 biggest goal. That's all, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, you right, know, right across the street. Yeah, we we'll, yeah. We'll call yeah. that kind of deal. And you know, all of that's confirmed. Yes, this is this is what God is leading us to to do. And so you get them then on that, that pathway that you've talked about. And so I know starting from the assessment on, so to speak, and, and I'm getting a taste of the cohort side. Sometimes through the assessment, there's certain things that a church planter still needs to work through before they are fully going to be sent onto the field. And so I, mm-hmm. I kind of know that part forward. Uh, I would still, I'm not an expert. That's why I brought you on. So let's talk about maybe the steps that lead up to that and then walk us through the assessment and kind of what you're after there. And, uh, you know, even if you can, I don't know if this is like uh, confidential, but if you could walk through like the red, yellow, uh, green scenario. Sure. Yeah. yeah. What happens I, when Joe gets there? Not no issue at all. Yeah. Um, so Joe starts walking this process towards assessment. And I always warn guys what that what that generally means is there will be paperwork. You are going to have to do some stuff. And when I say we're not sending you papers, it's an online platform, that kind of thing. And it happens in uh, in three phases. And uh, I I don't know how detailed you want that, but I can give you just the, the the thirty second overview of it. Is that there's kind of three phases there. There's an application and some reference checks uh, and a background check early on. Uh, and then there, uh, secondarily, there's this pre-assessment phase where you're going to um, walk through uh, personality profile and uh, marriage assessment and a longer form profile. And then one of my favorite parts of this is getting uh, six observers uh, for both the planter and his spouse. So getting both of them uh, to, to have six people that looks into their life and and spend some time. It's about a 60 to 90 minute uh, assessment that we ask those those observers to do so that we can get a, a real good look at this planter as best we can. Uh, and then after that, stage three is questionnaires. So I always tell guys what you've done up to this point is um, kind of the, the radio button deal, the somewhat agree, the agree, the disagree, whatever that is. Um, and this gives us an opportunity to hear from you in your own words. Yeah, and right. so there, there's five for them and two for two for them. That's the boring stuff. Um, that, that will help us get you invited to a, uh, assessment retreat. Um, the reason I love our assessment is because I didn't have much of one. I I sat down, I, I had a coffee cup assessment with a guy who'd never planted a church before. Uh, and then at the end of that conversation, he said, all right, you're approved to plant. And I just felt like, I don't know what I'm doing, and is this the right process that this should be going through? Um, and so this assessment allows us to really get to know the planter and the spouse. I love. I really want to emphasize that the spouse matters so much in in the in the planter's calling. Uh, we we want that wife on board. We want that wife 
in uh, because it's a family calling, really. Um, and then, uh, and then as you get to assessment, uh, you know that th- this assessment is is going to cover multiple areas. It's going to look at the emotional, spiritual health, the planter, and 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 wife. It, it's going to look at the family dynamics uh, of of how that family's processing this this call. It's going to look at specifically calling. Um, and, and it's going to look at your leadership. It's going to look at kind of missional engagement, which is basically think evangelism and discipleship that well, what's your plan for how this works. Um, we're going to hear you preach. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to have a separate spouse interview so that that wife can sit down with another wife and, uh, and, and just, and, and just talk about what, what it, what it means to be a, a planter, planter spouse in that time. Um, and, and the process can sound assess, you know, we call it an assessment retreat. And I always joke and say, one of those words is true, uh, because it, it, it is an assessment. It doesn't feel a whole like a retreat, but we do hope that it is life giving. We aren't going after any gotcha moments. We're not trying to, to, to pound in and hurt anybody's feelings. We want to sit, sit there and help you ha- propel you forward. Um, and we also want to make sure that we're stopping guys so it, that need to be stopped so they don't make a shipwreck of their lives. That's really that's that's really the some of the heart behind the recommendations that come out. And there there's three different recommendations. Uh, the first one is is a you know a redirect. Some might call it a red. That's kind of the the general. Uh, you know, we have like a. Uh, a traffic light kind of idea in our heads. Um, and the redirect just says, Hey, take it off the table for now. This is not, this is not right for you. There, there's some flags that we really want to see you take care of. Yeah. Um, uh, a, a yellow is, is a development needed. And, and that could be anything from, Hey, you need some more, you know, you need a bunch more preaching reps. Hey, we found some things that, you know, you may need some more counseling, uh, you know, you may need to just clarify your calling a little bit. Um, th- th- those kind of things that, you know, uh, there might be some timeline as to when a reassessment might need to happen. The, the big idea is, hey, we see a lot in you. We see the opportunity for you to plant here. But there's some stuff that we've just seen through our experience that would say, hey, slow down a little bit, pause. Let, let's get these other things taken care of. And then a ready doesn't mean anybody's the Apostle Paul or Barnabas <laughs> going out to plant churches. You know what I mean? They, but they are going out to uh, uh, you know, ready means we see in you, uh, you know, the, the characteristics necessary to go plant the church and we're ready to get behind you. And officially what that means is, is you're approved into training, like you're ready to walk into training. Now, we'll let you go plant the church while you're going to training. But that training is what you talked about, Matt. That that cohort that that you went through, um, and, and that sin network training cohort is uh, man, it, it, it's amazing stuff. And I'm so thankful for uh, associations like yours that that have hopped on and just said, "Hey, we want to learn this. We we want we want to you know offer this to our planters." And you know, sin network SBTC sin network is happy to to, to help you guys walk through that uh, as you guys. Uh, you know, work with your local churches to do that well. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I like the aspect of the assessment retreat really having the goal of either making or breaking this couple. 
I'm just kidding. It's literally <laughs> the opposite. And I'm so glad that you you touched on that is because there's there's a whole lot of intentionality that goes into every single aspect of it. And I, I still remember my first when I was all excited about, you know, the uh, uh, the after party. I was thinking, oh, we're going to go out to like Uncle Julio's or something, <laughs> go out to eat and have fun. But no, we sit in there with all of the other assessments. And so this is I, I loved it because we all were so narrowly focused on what we were uh, you know, brought there to look at. In my case, it was mm-hmm. communications or the preaching yeah. component. And I still remember my my very first one when I had heard like six sermons about the the older brother or whatever prodigal son I think it was, and being like, "Is everybody like feeling led to preach this text?" Like I didn't know there was like a few that they could choose from, but literally <laughs> everyone had preached the same one. I think it was a prodigal son. I was like, "Man, I really know this text now." Uh, but but anyway, <laughs> you come in and and I only know that I've only looked at that. I haven't looked at whether that couple has a great marriage or has a great vision or I only know that that guy can preach or he can't preach. And so I go in there and I'm like, man, this dude is like the next Adrian Rogers. And then <laughs> the next person is like, but they have no vision or whatever it was. And yeah, so yeah. You, you then kind of take those hats off and you look as a team and say, does this guy have each of these, you know, five, six, seven components or whatever? Are they all there? Or like you said, are most of them there, but there's some that really need some fine tuning and strengthening. And let's, yeah. let's get them some uh, more training or some certain books or even a marriage retreat, whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, or, hey, we, we start going through this stuff and man, this guy could preach. He needs to be a pastor of an established church that, you know, church planting really isn't for, for him. The other thing that we've talked about often uh, in, in our conversations in those meetings is how many times we we might be sensing that, but that planter himself or prospective planter realizes that through that process and in a sense that call before we even give them a red or anything else. It's like, hey, right. I yeah, really realize this isn't for me. And uh, and so I just want to say, as a as a church member, just taking off my associational leader hat or even as an assessor, as a church member, knowing that the North American Mission Board thinks very carefully about how and what and who they're sending through and and ultimately giving funding to and so forth uh that really matters to me yeah. because then I know what what I'm giving to or rather through uh is funding things that align with me doctrinally uh mm. ecclesiologically all of that kind of stuff and so that really matters so I'm grateful that uh, it, it's not just checking boxes but that you're making sure these guys have high quality marriages and leadership that they have the best possible chance to succeed based on who they are in the first place and their marriage and everything else their plan. And then comes maybe the next step that you can talk about assessment. We go through, they go through their, even the cohort or they're ready to go, whatever, but they've launched and it's Easter Sunday <laughs> or whatever. Uh, that's a great day to launch a church uh, <laughs> or, or any Sunday, whatever. <laughs> but, but anyway, whatever Sunday it is, if they've done their preview services, all of that kind of stuff, they're getting funding. Uh, how does North American Mission Board come alongside of that church planter at that step? Yeah, man, uh, great question. Um, and, and one more quick thing about the assessment that, that you just mentioned there it is, is it is a joy to see the unity that comes together um, 
from each assessor and, and, and the love that they have for each candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, where, as they walk through it, these assessors, we, you know, we get to choose, we have great ones here in Texas and thank you so much for pouring in Matt, that, that matters so much to us. And, uh, we, we want, uh, those candidates to feel loved even while they're being assessed. And, uh, and then, man, I've seen so many times where, you know, we're, we're seeing kind of a hard, uh, hard situation develop. And, uh, and, and just the assessors just saying, Hey, can we just stop and pray for this couple yeah. in the middle of the after party? Because it, it, it's not a matter of, Hey, we, we want to, you know, we would, we just want to get them. No, it's, it's, we care for them. We know what they're walking into. Our, our assessors are, are at least practitioners in their field and, and usually practitioners in the church planning world. And so they know the, the entirety of this, uh, of what they're walking into and, and they, there's just a huge amount of care. So um, that's true throughout uh, Send Network on our assessments. Um, super thankful wanna, for that entire team. I want to point out with that, too, that from the very first moment of that, we we have to get there early so that we can get all of our ducks in a row so that we can go out and meet them at the door. Right. We have some stationed in the hallway because these guys are coming into the great unknown. Uh, right. They come in and immediately or often embrace, fist bumped. Hey, I'm rooting for you. Excited you're here. Because uh, it is somewhat like kind of that freshman going into <laughs> the exactly high school it. for the first yeah. time. A little yeah. nervous, but you kind of have those upperclassmen instead of <clears throat> waiting for you to mess up or whatever it might be, being there to pat you on the back, say, hey, this is going to be a great time. And yeah, you just got without it. it. There's so much intentionality around we are developing, like you said, relationships relationships with these guys. We're not in our little, you know cluster over here talking right. about them and, and whatever, but you have us spread out at tables. We're intentional about the time that we spend with them. And so kudos to that. Uh, I know that's yeah. all your idea. So thank you for doing I that. I mean, it, w- it was completely my idea. I mean, I, I developed the entire system. A hundred percent. So me. I'm, yeah, I'm so from problem. there, from there, walk, walk us through how Nam kind of comes alongside yeah. after that. Yeah. So, uh, Nam, there, there's a few different things and, and we'll, we'll just kind of categorize, categorize it as resources. Um, you know, resources are, um, you know, the, the training. So send network training is required of all of our planters or it's equivalent within the first two years after their endorsement. So once they finish it, if they haven't already had it, some guys get it as a residency program before they get to assessment and it prepares them really well. Um, some, but if they don't, then we require within the two years after assessment so that they can be in this cohort of other planters who are kind of in similar stages, uh, learning different characteristics. So that, that is one resource, um, that, that is incredibly valuable. It's not a weekender. It is a nine, 10 month program generally where, uh, you're, you're going to spend a few hours together, go home. You're gonna have some work to do, uh, around church planting and around, around those topics that you need to be working on. Um, and, and then come back together and, and kind of it's facilitated by someone like, like Matt or, or your guy up there, Ryan Ross, who, who's going to help them walk through, uh, that, that stuff. Um, the, the, the next thing is, is send network care, which is amazing. The, the care team at send network. And then you, at Texas, we, we have a, Another care, uh, we have a care champion here in in Texas, and and these two entities just try to care for these planters so well. I mean, so you, you know, it's the gifts, it's the swag, it's all that stuff that Sin Network does so well. 
And then uh, we, our guy in Texas comes alongside and prays, spends time praying for our, our, our planters, calls them up monthly and just wants to know what's going on. And we have the same thing on our Spanish side where he, uh, we have a care director who's coming alongside and praying for those guys, spending time with them, trying to just encourage them along the way. Uh, then we also have coaching. Uh, in Texas, uh, we, we have the opportunity to, to have, we have some really great coaches who, who know what's, uh, who know what's up. Uh, they, uh, are gonna touch base with our planters on a monthly basis to make sure that those guys have, have people in their lives who are asking good questions, who are trying to draw out of them. And then they're also, you know, they're practitioners. They know, you know, some are experts in certain areas. So some are experts in outreach and some are experts in kind of systems and, and uh, discipleship stuff. And so uh, we have a great coaching director, Aaron Sanders, in, in the state who kind of helps pair coaches with planters to kind of hit what their needs are. Maybe Bibo Kovo. Those are always issues that we want to make. Th- those are very specific situations. We want to make sure that they have a good coach for that stuff. And then, you know, I, I, when we say resources, everybody always thinks money, but I wanted to hit those other, other things first. But Send Network comes alongside our, our planters and comes alongside those guys and, uh, and, and cares for them well. Um, you know, we, we don't fully fund, you know, that's sometimes a, a misconception that, that planters have as they're kind of starting the process. They kind of think NAM's the same as IMB. And so we're going to fully fund all of our church planters. No, we're going to come alongside. We're going to help fund. Um, and, uh, but we're not, uh, you know, but we, we want you to go out there and raise some funds as well. And we're going to help, you know, we're going to teach you how a little bit to, to get you there. Uh, and then one of the coolest things that I, I, I love, uh, most recently is the, uh, the planter benefits that have come, uh, online at, because of Annie Armstrong, uh, Easter offering the success of the Annie Armstrong Easter offering, um, it, is it gives the planter and his uh, family health insurance for one year through Guidestone, a retirement account through Guidestone, the opportunity to get a website with online giving uh, through through Tithely, I believe, and then uh, bookkeeping. Man, that's you know, planters never want to think about the accounting of what blah blah blah, the business side of blah blah blah, but uh, but bookkeeping is a huge, hugely important thing that we've seen, um, you know, we've seen NAM come alongside with, with this opportunity to, to do some bookkeeping for these planners. And, uh, and the, that, that, that's, there's the umbrella of resources, how we partner, how we come alongside. Awesome. I appreciate it so much. And I appreciate what you do. And, uh, as we wrap this up, ju- just a few things, you know, if you're a pastor listening to this, uh, I've I've said this often on the show and and certainly all the time in our associational gatherings is the the church planters that we need uh, in Collin County, for example. This is you know my my circle, but Collin County are very likely on the pews this very Sunday. Yep. Uh, they might be in the student ministry and that kind of snotty nosed kid you know bathed in Axe body spray, uh, but but the people that we need. For, for the church planners of now and tomorrow are largely in the pews. Uh, obviously, some that we reach through evangelism and so forth, too. But, but what we need are often in the pews every single Sunday. And so they might be that, uh, like I mentioned, Sunday school teacher or whatever that just really God is working on and begins sensing a call 
this off the topic, but we we had one in, in our church that has gone on some vision trips to Senegal uh, in Africa. And through that, uh, began sensing a call to ministry and is now going uh, through the process with the International Mission Board. And the mm. same is true when it comes to the North American Mission Board. You may have somebody, and we need to be active in calling out the called, as both Chit Wood and Ezell talk about often. Amen. Uh, as I talk about, call them out and invest in them, spend time with them, disciple them. You know, you can't disciple each and every member of your church unless maybe you had a church of five or six people. So, uh, but be intentional about those that you're pouring into and spending time with and and get them on this pipeline. And uh, and so we're grateful that the pipeline exists and this strategy exists to, to not just throw some money at them, yeah. uh, but to also really assess and partner with them so that they can be successful both in their home as husband and wife, as a father, uh, and also obviously as a church planter. So we're grateful for the work uh, that God is doing in and through the North American Mission Board. I'm grateful to have a small part uh, in that because I think my favorite thing to come out of that are, like you said, the relationships. Many of the church planters that I assess, we still uh, stay in touch with one another, and I'm hearing how their church is either about to launch or has just launched and getting those updates and praying with them and so forth. And that's in a very unofficial capacity, but just because of the relationship uh, that we developed in that time. And so I'm grateful for that. And hey, if you want uh, to know more about this or you want to get involved, maybe you are really strong in preaching or leadership or something like that, and and you have a love for uh, church planting and church planters, and maybe your church wants to be involved in being a sending church and so forth, uh, they can connect with people like you. And, And so real quick, tell us how they can connect with you maybe online or or however you feel comfortable doing doing that yeah 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 um so my uh uh my email address is j crandall c-r-a-n-d-a-l-l at nam.net um would love to see you guys there i'm, I'm on twitter at, at jason crandall and uh i'm on facebook my Facebook was like recently hacked and like fully yeah. taken over by bots. And so I had to restart and redo a new one. So I'm there. Um, careful which one you're trying to get to. I'm still in the middle of Facebook trying to sort all that stuff out. Um, uh, and, and so, yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, happy to help in every way that I can. Uh, would, would love to connect. And even if you're not in Texas, I, I can direct you to the right people, get you, get you connected to the person in your state or, in your local area that that would be able to help you the most. Um, man, I, I, I just, I, I believe in what we're doing that, that we're trying, that we're advancing kingdom that, that we're seeing people come to know Jesus through church planting. Uh, I, and so if I can help in any way, please let me know. I'm, I'm there. Awesome. Jason, we appreciate what you're doing. Uh, what guys like Aaron Crandall, Julio, uh, are doing and and many others. I'm grateful, obviously, for Ryan Ross in our own backyard, how he is leading the charge here. Uh, but Pastor, know uh, that that as your church gives so generously, uh, lives are truly being changed uh, across Amen. the globe through the International Mission Board and and obviously the partnership between NAM and the IMB and Send Relief. You know they're already on the ground feeding and, and helping uh, and the uh, the Ukraine and Israel when disaster strikes. Obviously, for church planning, as we talked about here, for seminarians that often will end up uh, either pastoring uh, down the street from you or 
uh, you know, planting a church nearby. And so we're grateful for all of that. Know that that money is being stewarded well and mm. uh, with intentionality, which I think is very key. It's not passively kind of like you, you said, just, hey, I think you can do it. You know, good luck. Uh, but very intentional in each and every part of the process. And so we're grateful yep. for that. So keep uh, funding it so that we can keep doing it. And also, of course, we, we can't fund anything if we don't have candidates. And so yep. I'll have to call. And so we're grateful for you. Thank you for listening in. Jason, love you, brother. And uh, I, I think I can still say go Astros, even though at this point we're either in Cancun, uh, at least the team is, you know, I won't be, <laughs> or uh, probably in Philadelphia <laughs> for a rematch. Uh, Philly's looking good. Looking at, they're looking really good, and I'm not. I'm not feeling con- like I'm kind of. I think the heartbreak of losing the World Series is maybe worse than the heartbreak of losing the ALCS. So yes. I'll let the yeah. Rangers get throttled by them. That's okay. Uh, but anyway, grateful for <laughs> you, and I'll still say go Astros. But until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel we declare. What's wrong with you people? <laughs>